you are listening to the Golf Science Lab podcast. My name is Cordy Walker, and I'm on a mission to figure out how to improve the way that we learn and get better at golf. I've been able to travel all over the world talking to leaders in the industry, from instructors to researchers to golfers themselves, learning how they're getting better at golf and what that means for you. All right, ready to get back to work with Coach Will Robbins? Three days to lower scores, day two. Let's get after it. We are back with day two of our little mini series here on helping you with better course management. Day one, Will, we talked about blow up holes, how important that is to eliminate those. What are we talking about today in day two? We're talking about, I think, is probably the most important stat that you can keep of any. And most people say, oh, it's greens and regulation because Mark Brody told me, Mark, I love you. He's phenomenal. And it is great stuff. It's not fairways in reg. It's not total putts. It comes down to proximity. And uh, I think when you start to track proximity, I actually, this is one of the first ones I did with this was with Brad Pluth. And we were with Brad and he started tracking the, the length of your first putt. And I'd done it in different ways with my players tracking that. But once I looked at it, the length of your first part, it just gives you so much clear information about what are you actually doing to shoot the scores you're shooting. And what does it tell you? Well, <laughs> what it tells you, I was waiting for you to ask what it tells you. <laughs> People say, well, Will, I'm a terrible putter. I'm like, well, how many putts did you have? I had three, three putts. Okay. What was the length of your first part? 70 feet, 90 feet, and 80 feet. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> you're not going to two putt from those distances. So you don't have a lag putting problem. What you really have is you have a real struggle with chipping and pitching the ball close enough to the hole. That's it. Okay. If someone says, well, well, I had three, three putts. Well, what are the length of your, you know, what's the length of your putts? 30 feet, 15 feet and 25 feet. Okay. Well then you've got a real lag putting problem because well, obviously you're not lagging it into one foot. You know, from 50 yards, if you're always hitting it to 30 feet and trying to make birdie, it's never going to happen. You've got to make putts inside of 10 feet. And so what it starts to make you realize is that, you know, when you're 150 yards away from the green, even as a, as a single-digit golfer, if you're 30 to 40 feet from the hole, you have absolutely hit a fantastic shot. But if you are 25 yards off of the green and you chip it to 12 to 15 feet, you've just shot yourself in the foot. And I think people try and put the pedal to the metal in the wrong places because they're trying to hit it close from positions they can't compared to when they're around the green chipping, they're not hitting it close enough. So that proximity by just going on your scorecard and putting, you know, Hey, I made a four, I had two parts proximity, you know, length of the first part, it was 35 feet. Okay, great. I also like to put behind, well, how far away were you? And so I hear, I say chip shot and, and I consider chip Cordy, I would say 25 yards and in, you know, just a chip around the green inside of 50 yards. I'd say a pitch shot inside of a hundred shots. I'd say it's a wedge shot. And then, you know, inside of 150, you know, is an iron shot. And so if you start just writing that down and at the end of the round, oh, I had five times I was chipping from inside 25 yards and I averaged 17 feet. Well, guess what? You just made four down in threes at best, if not five. And so it really helps people to start to realize that the, the way players make birdies is they get the ball closer to the hole because that's where you can make putts from. So this is like debunking that myth of we've all walked in and said like, man, I would have had a great score if I wouldn't have putted so bad today. And this is a, an attempt to bring clarity to that statement that we've all said. Yeah. And I think, I, I think what Mark Brody's done, obviously, with the understanding of the greens and doing strokes gained is this idea of 
you know, where, where are you gaining strokes from? Because the fact is, is that, you know, if you've got lots of six to 12 foot putts and around, you have a chance to make those, but you're not going to make 15 to 20 to 30 footers. And so it's this idea of the players that have the best strokes gained are actually the people that hit it closest to the hole, right? You know, they're not always the best putters. And I was actually, we're talking a lot about Mark Brody today and yesterday, you know, that the new stroke gain is now considering where you're putting from because the best ball striker will keep it below the hole. So it's easier to make a 10 foot putt uphill than it is a 10 foot sliding downhill. So again, it's always, where are you putting your shot that's on the green? I, I would prefer to miss the green than have a 90 foot putt. I think, a, I think a simple bump and run chip shot is easier than a 90 foot putt. And so this idea of I've got to hit more greens in regulation, it's no, where is my first putt from? And hopefully it's for, you know, birdie or par. And then that's going to show you how you keep, you know, big numbers off the scorecard. But most importantly, now how you start to make more pars or more birdies. We'll keep on the Mark Brody train here. Toward the end of last year, I started using his app, Golf Metrics, so you can just really simply track strokes gained. I loved it for two reasons. One is because it gives you better expectations of what you can expect to do on each shot, right? Because we all think that we should do better than we actually need to, you know? And then the other thing is it gives you clarity on where you are actually. It gives you that understanding of where you are actually losing shots. So I drive the ball like a plus eight handicap and putt like an eight handicap. So I should obviously hit the range up more and really work on hitting it farther, I think. Absolutely. Um, I think Mark Blackburn can get you back there. I can get Sasha over there at the same time and we can dial that all in. <laughs> Perfect. Let's get that. I need to hit it farther, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And it, there's just so much clarity around better expectations and then truly tracking what's actually going on versus guessing. There's yeah, well, well the there. thing about expectations is is that where we should have, we, we're delusional when it comes to expectations. And, and what I mean by that is, we think we should be making 30-foot putts, which we should absolutely not. The best player in the world is 11% from 30 feet. But then when we're chipping and we hit it to 10 feet, we think it's a good shot. Yet the best players in the world are averaging just under 4 feet from inside of 25 yards. So from 4 feet, they're 98 99%. And when you're hitting it to 10, 12 feet, you're at best 25%. That's where all the shots are being dropped. And so you should have really high expectations on how close can you chip it to the hole and lower your expectations on, do I think I can make this 30 foot birdie putt? No, just try not to three putt it. And so I think that once you align expectations, you then change your practice habits. You take the pressure off of yourself. When you lag a 30 foot putt one inch short, you don't go, oh, you know, it should have been a birdie. You go, that was a great lag putt. Knock it in and get the hell out of here. When you hit a chip shot to 10 feet above the hole, you go, now that was a bad chip shot. I need to work on my short game. And so it really aligns everything. And, and really, it comes down to what is the length of your first putt? So kind of the mindset shift here that I've seen in myself and with other folks that I've talked to is the biggest shifts that you're going to make in your performance is by really understanding these potentially non-sexy and overnight quick fixes. <laughs> you know, like I love Dr. Greg Carton and spent a bunch of time with him. We have our mindfulness course. And I can say that by understanding those concepts, it has really helped me in performance on the golf course, helped me in life, et cetera. It is not like a, a secret tip, mental mantra. You know, it's it's a grind. It's difficult. You, you change your mindsets, you change your frameworks, et cetera. And it's the same way with becoming better at, at course management, better at playing the game, better at you know, changing your mindset around scoring. None of these things are going to have a huge impact over the next year are 
super cool and flashy and you know etc et but neither is making neither is making money for your retirement fund right i mean you could yeah. all go and whack it on bitcoin if you want or you could go ahead and invest <laughs> in the in the uh, the index funds and s&p 500 and seven percent return over 40 years gets you somewhere and so the beauty about it is though the difference between investing compared to this is that I watch people day in, day out, go and apply what we just told them and drop 10 shots. And I'm not kidding, 10 shots. They go from shooting a 92 to an 82 because of one concept. And what my belief is, Cordy, is that you have the potential inside you. So you're an 82 shooter capable, but you don't have the patience or the understanding. Once you get that aha moment, you literally can go from 92 to 82. If you have 92 potential and you hit the ball like a 92 player and you practice like a 92 player. I'm not saying you can improve your swing 10 strokes in, in one day, but you see these breakthroughs because most people's technique is actually way better than it needs to be. But their ability to put the ball in the hole, to play the game is, is very, very weak. That it, it's, it's transformational for them. But at the same time, right now, it's super frustrating because they keep on trying to scratch the surface of you know, I've got to get better at my chipping and um, maybe, but really I'm going to spend all my time on my range. They scratch the surface of it rather than, like you said, really dive into it and realize, okay, I've got to keep the ball in play. And the next thing you know, no more double bogeys. Proximity, no more three putts. My God, I just broke 80 for the first time. I haven't been to a range in a week. So that's really the challenge is it's being disciplined enough or frustrated enough. Are you pissed off enough with your golf game? Some of you are coming out of winter, so you've forgotten all this stuff. But if you're super frustrated with the golf game, maybe it's time to try something different and not go to the range, not go to another swing lesson, not go and buy another driver and actually do what the best are doing in the world and all the statisticians are doing and realize this is how you get better. Yeah. You got to get smarter how to play the game. Okay. Our homework for this week. Could you define that one more time? I know you said it earlier, but our, yeah, our homework. I, would, I would go out there and play 18, nine or 18 holes, however many you can get in. And on each hole, you get your score and your putts. But on the next line, I want, what was the length of your first putt? And then where did you hit it from? Was it a chip inside of 25 yards, a pitch inside of 50, a wedge shot inside of 100, and an iron shot inside of 150? Outside of 150, it's hard to hit the green, right? And, and you might be saying, well, I only hit my three hybrid 100 yards. That's fine. It's just those, if you look at those measurements, 25, 50, 100, 150, okay? For many of us, it will be that chip, pitch, wedge, and iron. And then at the end of the round, Total them up, divide it by how many times you were in that zone and what is your average distance from the hole when you're chipping, pitching, and wedging. And if you get those, you'll be astonished, you know, that the stats, you know, 75 to 100 yards on the PGA Tour, they're averaging 11 feet from the fairway. What are you at? 70 feet, 50 feet, 20 feet? I don't know. But once you get it, you'll realize, my goodness, I'm either good at this or, heck, I need a hell of a lot more practice. Awesome, awesome. So if folks go do that, take a picture of your scorecard, tweet at myself. Will, are you on Twitter? I don't know about that. I one. think I'm on Twitter, but I, I think uh, I think I think the Facebook. Yeah, I think you go the Facebook is where you the need to go Facebook. to find me on the scoring method. The scoring method. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of the. All right, folks should take pictures of the scorecard. The scoring method. Uh, the Facebook page there. Post it there. Tag myself, uh, William Robbins, and we'd love to see how you do on some of this homework. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with our, our final day of our little course management series here. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Will Robbins, for hopping on. If you have your homework, if you go out and do that, make sure to post a picture of the scorecard, tweet at Golf Science Lab or at Cordy Walker, or head over to the Golf Science Lab Facebook group, post it in there. Check out what Will is doing at thescoringmethod.com as some free video training, three 
scoring killers, you'll want to go through that. All right. We'll see you tomorrow.